start reading, and I want you to be paying attention, and uh, we'll probably just go maybe through half chapter or so, and I want you to be able to tell me what verses deal with the matter of the tongue. At least we'll be doing that here uh, a little bit right at the beginning. So uh, follow along as I read. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. A fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. In the house of the righteous is much treasure, but in the revenues of the wicked is trouble. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish doeth not so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more than the hearts of the children of men? A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. And I said we'd stop at half. That's a little more than half, but let's pray. Father, give us wisdom and help tonight as we uh, study and look at this subject of the tongue from Proverbs chapter 15. May we find help and learning from your word and uh, benefit and learn how to communicate better as we see what you have to say about this important matter, and we'll thank you for it. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. There was an article in a Christian magazine that started with these words. It appears to be the rage net right now. Rage, that is. It comes in all varieties. Road rage, grocery store rage, airplane rage, youth sports rage, restaurant rage, standing in line rage, can't get in line rage, etc. There seems to be no end to short tempers and bad manners on public display these days. The writer continued and said, think about the sports pages of your newspaper. Poor sportsmanship and anger literally beat out scores and game highlights sometimes. The fiercest, a- fiercest action is in the stands. A Texas mother slaps the mother of a girl on a winning basketball team at the end of the game. A Florida high school bas- baseball coach breaks an umpire's jaw after a disputed call. A Massachusetts father beats another father to death in an argument over rough play at their son's hockey practice. All sorts of explanations are offered for this epidemic of anger. Social scientists blame stress, high expectations, um, 
and multitasking, whatever that they mean by that. This isn't merely a psychological problem. It's a moral issue that reflects a lack of the virtue called self-control. It's also a lack of respect for other people and reflects the childish sentiment some never outgrow that everything must happen my way. And so the article continues. You know, most people, when confronted about bad behavior like that, will offer what they think is a valid reason for their outburst. Well, I just can't help myself, someone may say, or they may pass the blame and accuse the one they attacked, you know, for provoking them. Well, if they didn't, if they hadn't, um, you can fill in the blank with whatever you think would be fitting. They would. But if the Bible is true, and it is, excuses like that are invalid. In fact, we ended up by reading verse 18, A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. And that verse, as well as others in Proverbs chapter 15, remind us that what we say and actually what we end up doing to others is in our control. We have numerous verses in Proverbs 15 that teach us how to tame the tongue. And they give us hope for taming the tongue. Tongue, I believe, if I can get my words out, we'll be in good shape. Um, and and he said, in fact, we begin in verse 1, right at the beginning of this chapter, and, and we understand that uh, you, know, you can control the way you respond. And the way you respond either escalates an argument or it comes an, an argument. Uh, in verse 23, we learn that a word spoken in due season, it's a good thing. And many other verses suggest individuals control their actions in this matter of speech. So when people say, well, this is just the way folks are, well, it's the way our old nature is. But God says he wants us to change. And we need to learn to control our tongue and learn to communicate. So... Uh, let's consider our tongue. Let's learn to control our tongue from this passage. And the first point is to discover. And so here's what we're going to do. I know a little bit different tonight, but I want you to read through the chapter as we already read like half of it. But I'd like you to just share with me and we're going to just put down the verses as you find them. You're not going to write them out, but just put the verse numbers of verses that deal with speech in some way. All right, so who will be first? I, this is really difficult. Who will give me the first verse? Yes, Brother Wiley, thank you very much for your observation. Verse 1 uh, tells us something about the matter of our tongue. All right? Someone else? <laughs> oh, I heard a bunch of sevens. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Eight. There will be places you skip verses. Someone else? Keep reading, keep going. Okay, 14. 
it gets a little more sparse a little bit, and then we come back to it again. Ten and twelve. We're going. We're going backwards on this. Okay. Ten and twelve. study hall. It's private teaching. Looking at here. Someone else? 23? What's that? Yep. All the way. Through. 23? All the way through the chapter here, so. 29. Now, I'm not going to make you all defend your, defend your position, all right? But we're just trying to list the verses that deal with the, the tongue. Someone else? Anything else? Thirty-one and thirty-two. All right, is that where we're gonna? That where we're gonna end it? All right. So, the first point under discover is basically just to list those verses, and that's what I wanted you to do. Uh, and what I'd like to do is, uh, secondly, describe. Okay, so getting a list is easy enough. But let's take these verses and let's kind of categorize them, okay? So this, this yeah, I'm going to get to the more to the left because you're, you're preparing the lesson for us, okay? A little bit here. So uh, there's four, four different areas. We're going to talk about four categories, okay? I think that we could put many of these verses in. God says that the way you speak is important, okay? God also says that what you speak is important. God says that when you speak is important. And God says, this is interesting, that who you are is important. So we're going to try to put most of these verses and maybe maybe a few others as well. I'm not exactly sure because I kind of got lost as we were going through the list and going through between my notes and that. But we're going to try to put those in one of those four categories. So we've, I'm running out of, Space. So, let's put these verses into the four categories, all right? So, and then what are the other ones? Uh, that what you speak. got four areas in which these verses that you can all see now, right, should fit somewhere. So let's help me develop a 
four-point outline here. All right? So as you read through, let's begin right at verse 1, because that was, that was in our list. So where would you put that? A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Where is that going to fit best? Okay, the way that you think. So we'll put verse 1 in here. Cross that out. Someone said verse 2 deals with the tongue, and it does. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright. So what would that deal with? The way that we speak, what we speak, when we speak, or who we are. Okay, it might fall under who we are. And they may fall in other categories, too. There may be more than one. Okay, what to say? We find in verse 2 that the tongue of the wise useth knowledge. What we say. I think that's very possible. Boy, I have my notes differently, so we're just going to. Uh, verse 4. Okay. What? Verse 4. Okay, we can do in that matter. Because a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. What? I'm thinking on that one. Someone in the back nodding their approval. So, all right. So, you, you, got, you got voted in. <laughs> all right. Someone said that uh, verse 5 is, uh, is one that deals with this. A fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. Actually, though, is that dealing with uh, with our speech, or would that be dealing more with how we respond to it? All right. Would you put uh, verse 5 somewhere else? No? What? What you say? You have my nod of approval. There you go. What you say? All right, let's go on. Verse 7. What's that? The who. Did I hear something else? Okay, all right, let's, uh, let's move on. Verse 8, the sacrifice of the wicked is abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The what? The what and the who? 
Go on who? Um, all right, so, okay, you want to thanks deal with the, the upright? So we got the need of prayer of the upright. Uh, the what? I'm trying to think. The what? What you speak. Okay, fair enough. All right, then uh, we are moving on. We already have that. We, uh, we go all the way to verse 14, or is it on, didn't Oh, yeah, 10 and 12. That came after verse 14. Sorry about that. So let's go to verse 10. All right. What? That's the what? That's the what? Okay. Um, correction is grievous to him that forsaketh the way. He that hateth reproof shall die. Does that also give us the who? It, it'd be someone's response to it, all right? But let's look there under, under, under. Okay. Uh, is that talking about the time? So are we going to get a nod to, the, oh, Brother Farrington's given the nod this time. All right. Okay. All right. But God says when you speak is, okay. All right. Um, let's, let's go on. We, we got 10. Okay, he, he doesn't love someone that reproves him. So that would that would be on the under the who? Oh, is that what you were saying all along? I was, I just heard this. Okay. All right. what that is. 14. Okay. Then it, then if, if that's the case, let's, uh, we go to, are we going to verse 23? Okay, clear, isn't it? Okay, uh, let's go on. Verse twenty. Did I hear what?
What's that? Okay. Sure. Twenty-eight. How will the righteous study with the answer? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Here's the prayer of the righteous. Yes. Certainly, you did there. Okay, then uh, go on to verse 31. Again. It, are you just saying that just because you like saying who? Anyone else? Okay, verse 32. Oops, 31 only made it in one category. Verse 32. Someone said verse 32. Anything else? Thirty-two. Is thirty-one not dealing with that as well? I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have to check mine out later on to see if I had the same the same verses uh, as you because I ended up being over there more than over here. Um, but let me just say that that's a good way to study passage of scripture. If you read a chapter and you find this this is kind of a teaching because that's why I did the first two points really. The third I'm gonna kind of preach through these these different verses. Okay. But I just want you to understand that look you, you can study the word and you can learn things from the word. And as a Christian you you can grow and have a really a a great study of a passage and find great help if you'll just take the time to go through and list in every category in different ways that come to mind. As I was reading through Proverbs 22.15 and I was seeing those verses, a lot of the the way you speak, what you speak, when you speak, uh, 
and, and it reveals who you are, uh, those were things that came to mind as I'm reading through these verses. And so, um, quite honestly, that would be a message that, that we would probably end up preaching sometime uh, because it lays out for us lessons that we can learn and we need to learn from the Word of God. I think sometimes we act like, well, I can't get anything from the Bible. But you did. And it's important for you to understand you can and you need to. Because, quite honestly, if you would just take those four areas, if you wrote down the verses where they, where they point to and do a study, you'll, you'll find there's a lot for you in your life and for what God wants you to do. So I would suggest maybe you just write those down in that 32 is That was more. That was more because I wanted you to do a little study on you, and I wanted you to see that there's a lot said about the matter of discipline, plus the fact that we can we can learn from God's word in Christ, and it's important for you to do that. Um, I, let me go through. I'll tell you, God says the way you speak is important. I I actually put. Well, there you go. We, we differ a little bit. I put verse 1, and I also put verse 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Now, the wholesome tongue, it's not necessarily dealing with a person. I think they're thinking that's why we got the what, all right? Um, but the truth of the matter is, and I would agree with this in the sense that um, when someone that's going to speak wholesome words is going to be a righteous person, so... It would deal with the what a person is. But um, uh, when I looked at verse 4, it, would, it, it um, actually I said, well, there you go. I said it fits both here, and we could maybe put it in the what. So there you go. Yeah, you, you, you have my approval as well, all right? Not only Brother Wiley's positive nod there, um, but the way that you speak. Uh, God tells us to use wholesome words, a wholesome tongue, and it's a, that is a tree of life. We'll talk more about these things because I'm going to go ahead and just give you principles in, in a little bit. But then uh, God says what you speak is important. I had verse 2, certainly, using knowledge aright. I had verse 5. Uh, I didn't have verse 4 for that one. but uh, Oh, I said it. We could because that was up above. Sorry. Though primarily verse 5 is dealing with the response to words of correction, it does reveal that godly people are willing to confront and confront, uh, uh, and correct others when necessary for their benefit. And how that is done and when it is done is important, but that it's done is vitally important. So that's verse 5, and actually verse 10, uh, verse, ooh, I would have verse 12 in there as well. Verses 31 and 32, because those are pretty much about the matter of correction. And someone giving correction is important, although that isn't the primary focus of those Proverbs. It's more what someone does with it. Uh, there is a lesson that has got to be given, and someone has to give it. And it's important that it is done, whether that's a father, verse 5, or whether that is just a, a, a Christian that loves someone else. We hear that here at the reproof of, proof of life abideth among the wise. Um, so uh, then the what you speak. God says that when you speak is important. 
Um, I had verse 2 uh, under that, and I also had verse 7. And the reason I had uh, verse 7 with men is because it says the same thing. The lips of the wise do what? Disperse knowledge. All right, when does a wise person disperse knowledge? Um, actually, verse 2 is probably better. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright. The idea of that would be that they use knowledge appropriately at the right time in the right way. You know, there's some times where you may have an answer, but you don't give it because the person that you're trying to help or you'd be interested in helping isn't in a position where they're ready to listen or they want to listen. In fact, they may be if you would, bristling at anyone coming to help them and give them wisdom. So there's times where a wise person would say, you know, I got the answer. I have all the, I, seriously, I got all the answers. I could solve all the problems that are, the, that's, that are going on in Washington, D.C., but no one's listening. Think about that. But you know, the truth is a Christian does have influence. What you speak, God says that what you, I'm sorry, when you speak is important. Uh, God says that who you, uh, oh, the, wait, verse 23, verse 23, and we, you had that one, definitely. Matthew Henry said this, I thought it was good. We speak wisely when we speak seasonably. And uh, good, good school of thought there. Uh, there's an appropriate time to speak. Uh, verse 28, did you, oh, you did, you got verse 28. We're on the same page. Uh, what, when one speaks is important person studies answers, thinks before speaking, for he might give a right answer, but he might make sure that the timing of his words is right and appropriate. Okay, and then who you are. Now, boy, you, you got a lot more than I put in mine. So, and I, and I think I understand some of the reasoning behind those. I had definitely verses 2 and 7, because the wise people disperse knowledge. So, those who disperse knowledge are wise people, and, and God says that who you are. If you're going to disperse knowledge, you've got to be wise. There has to be some wisdom in you. Um, I also put verse 8, and it may not seem to be directly dealing with communication, but it deals with a man praying, and we find that prayers of certain people are heard. And after I pondered verse 8, I thought, now how important a right heart is when speaking, in this case, to God. What he tells us in verse 8. He says, The sacrifice of the wicked is abomination, but the prayer of the upright, it delights God. So, who you are is important. Um, but you know, it's not just true. Uh, right heart has much to do with proper, effective communication with God, but it also has to do with proper communication with men. Who, what kid is going to listen to a dad who says, all right, kid, don't smoke. When dad sits on the couch during and during football season and is guzzling down beer, you know it, it's it's one thing to say don't do this. It's another thing to be the right example. Um, I also had verses uh, 26 and 29 under that. So there you go. Okay, so we did. Uh, verse 28, righteous people think before speaking, wicked people do not. Um, so we're told who you are impacts your speech greatly. All right, so so there you go. There's a study for you. I'd encourage you to take that and run with it. 
and do something about it. You say that was that was our time. Yes, it was. Okay, but um, the truth of the matter is, you can and you should be a student of this book. And quite honestly, um, sometimes I think all we do is we just finish an, our obligation every morning. We read the Bible and then we go on our way, and the Bible never changes us. And what what you did this evening with me. enough to get you started with probably a study that would last probably even a couple weeks and benefit your life if you take the time to really consider and ask yourself, do I speak the right way? And what do these verses teach me and do I need to work on it? Um, what I say is important. Boy, if you, if you don't get that in Proverbs chapter 15, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, so then um, I want to I say the right things. What I say is important. So I'm going I'm to think that through. When you say it is important. Well, I just speak my mind. Well, wise people don't do that. Wise people consider timing. Um, so let me encourage you to be a student and to do more. I know it's, I know it's a good thing for you to read through the Bible in a year. You know what? It would be it, it, it's a good thing for you to read through the Bible in a year. You've never done it. You should. But I would tell you it would be a better thing if you would read a chapter a day and actually learn something than to read four chapters and say, I got it done and read through the Bible. And, um, and I hope it will encourage you to, because quite frankly, came from all over and um, you can learn from God's word we're going to develop next week okay just uh, a number of principles about good communication so we're going to take even a yet a different approach but we'll end up tying a lot of this in that we've already looked at from God's word said pastor you didn't preach at us no I didn't in that sense, but I hope you learned something, and I hope you've been encouraged to to do more with with your Bible than just read it. Think about it, ponder it, because um, the truth is that's that's what happens pretty much every week in preparation of, for the message. You did a lot of what I would do, and. Um, if that gave you some food for thought, it was worth our time tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, and thank you that um, we can all dig, and we can all learn, and that if we would take the time to just really think about what we're reading and, and, and try to learn what's being said and how it applies and what we can do, what we should do with it. Christians who do that, not just read, but read the good. And um, may our time tonight just encourage them with the fact that they can, and may it uh, encourage them to study out 
amount of communication in, in Proverbs 15, even this week. And I thank you for it. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks for helping me with studying Proverbs 15 and the text. You're dismissed.